Hey, people. I'm Trevor Atkinson, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Cassidy Ray Atkinson. What up? And this is the <laughs> podcast. Tell me you've seen this, where I make my wife watch classic movies everyone in the world has seen but her. And I'm not even sorry about it. You should be sorry about <laughs> it. Anywho, love, tell me you've seen Moon. No. Seen it, she hasn't seen it. She's gotta see it. Doesn't she know that everyone's seen it? Still, she hasn't seen it. I don't understand it. I'm losing my mind. Hey, everybody, we are back. <laughs> yes, we are. What a day. We have had quite a day today with some buddies. We've had such a good time today. Yeah, I got kind of commandeered. Which is never a bad thing. We went to a new bar that just opened up in our city, which was nice. Ish. It was okay. It was good. Yeah. We don't want to hate. We don't want to hate. When when new places open up, you give them like a month or two to figure it out, I think. Especially during a pandemic. Especially during a pandemic. We're trying to be supportive. Absolutely right. Speaking of being supportive, we have a friend of the podcast, uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> he has um, Hotland Brewstillery in Holland, and it's an amazing place. They make an incredible tequila, which yeah. they are finally bottling, which makes me extremely happy. But he gave us some, uh, I don't know, like beers to try out. We don't even know what they are. He, he wants us to give notes on it, and it's too much pressure for me because all I know about beer is I like it or I don't like it. So he's like, give me, he's like, give me your flavor profile. I'm like, I don't. Well, so he gave us one called Lutra and one called Lucky, and I think those are just like code names. We really don't know if it's a pale ale or a Scotch ale or whatever. But <laughs> code names. We thought it would be nice to call him out and thank him, but we're going yeah. to try them out real quick. And this one is Lutra. Mm-hmm. You want to know a fun fact about um, Ryan Carter, Ryan Johnson? God damn it, this is exactly, see, this is what I was just going to say, is when I first met them years and years ago, I thought Carter was the last name. I did, and so, yeah, because we always refer to our friend Tobin by his last name, Tobin, so when everyone talked about Carter, I thought it was Carter, and I thought Ryan's last name was also Carter, and uh, that's clearly well, not the case. That is hilarious. There's two of them. We got a Ryan. Mm-hmm. And a Look, I get it now, but it took me several years before I got it. So anyway, fun fact about <laughs> <laughs> about the Johnson brothers, not the Carter brothers. Well, cheers, cheers love. We're gonna try out this Lutra from <clears throat> Hopland Brewery. Like. Uh, is this a lager? Is it a lager? Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's. It's, it's very light, it's very re- refreshing. It's refreshing without being boring. There's something on the at the back end of it, right? It is refreshing and light. I'm bad That's at what this, I'm but it's but it's not just light. It's interesting on the back end. What is that? Is there a fruit in it? Yeah. On the nose? Yeah, there's something sweet in there. It's very good. What's Lutra mean? I thought it was just like a code name he was giving us. Like we were like super I thought it agents. was like Latin or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we're going to look it up later. Here's I don't what I phone. will say for Lutra. It is definitely a really good summer beach light. It's like not quite like Hefenweizen-y, but it's like light on that. It's like a light lager, maybe. That's I was, my guess. I was literally going to say it's like a really light Hefenweizen. Yeah, but there's not that much um, banana or ish that you would get in there, but it's really it's really good. Yeah, I would really drink, balanced. I would drink this in summer. I need something lighter. I am a porter stout girl through and through, but in summer I do like. You need something refreshing in the summer. Yeah, I mean you like your Oberon's, but Oberon gets kind of boring. This has something really interesting on the. I don't really know what it is, but it's like it's definitely balanced, and I, I it's just I don't know. There is something on the nose that I can't really quite describe. I'm, like, too afraid to say something because I'll be so far off the mark. It's good. It's yeah, good. Uh, I well, want to say Lutra, fruit. If, you know, Lutra, do it. Hopland, do it. As you it's should. Good. It's, it's a it's wonderful place. We love them. The lights in the Hopland distillery are, like, cut-off kegs, which I'm endlessly charmed by. It's a lovely place. It is. Highly recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Lutra. So... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Lutra, let's go into Luna, which is the moon. moon. <laughs> so 
this week's episode is the film Moon. Mm. I loved this film. I thought it was incredibly well done. I thought the visuals were honestly immaculate. Um, there was obviously like I, you'll like it. I know you'll like what it. What year is this? It's like ten years ago. It was uh, two thousand nine. Last time, I swear to God, you said it was like twenty sixteen. Well, I mean, I, I say all kinds of crazy things. You were wrong. I was wrong. Wow, it takes please, a big man please to forgive admit me. that. <laughs> I had to burp. This is starring your boy um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, and I think you're really gonna like it because it's not just it's not just sci-fi. There's like a depth to it, and there, he's like not up there al- alone. Even though essentially, you think he's up there alone. So what? And I haven't even seen the trailer. I have. Don't watch the trailer. I nope. I that's what I said. I'm not gonna watch Give it. Give the movie away. I feel like I know tiny bits of this. I know there's a big twist. Um, right, yeah. And so it makes me ask, like, did you ever watch um, I Am Mother on Netflix, that sci-fi? No, it's you got, told um, me to. I know who it is. It's, um, what's her face? It's freaking good. Hillary Swank's in it. Um, she's not, like, there's only three characters in that whole movie. She's one of them, but she's not, like, the main one. I don't think the twist is going to be that deep into those type of movies Do you, you think like. I'm going to get it? Like, am I going to call oh, it yeah, pretty early? It's, it's an obvious twist. Okay. It's very obvious. But it's still... But I, I think that it's, like... Those movies that everyone like bets on the Sam Rockwell, like Will Smith for I Am Legend, like you're betting on him to pull it off because it's just one actor the whole movie. Yeah. And so you're betting on that guy being good enough for a performance like that. And I think, like, I think Will did a good enough job too, but you know, I think Sam Rockwell was really good in Moon. Like, he was really good. So I think that's what I really like about Moon is just his performance. But there's still like, you know, it's like you watch like a big block brus- uh, bluster. Oh my god, blockbuster! <laughs> it's that Lutra, man. It's yeah, no. so hard. Watch like a big blockbuster. Cut, I'm definitely cutting that out. <laughs> no, we watch you a are big not. blockbuster, and it's like you know, it's like we have so much CGI. Yeah. We have so many computers, and it just takes away some so much realism unless it's done really well. Yeah, and I'll I'll say like I don't I'm not a, a hater of CGI. We'll look at um. Oh, actually, you, didn't, you haven't seen this movie, but it's the latest um, Chris Nolan when they went to space. Oh, man, I can't even think of that Interstellar? Name. Interstellar, yeah. Oh. That was all CGI, That's and it looked list. literally like a NASA video. Well, I, I guess what I want to say is I um, when it comes to sci-fi, I am not picky. Like, I'll watch the oh, big blockbuster, it. and I'll watch the little things. We talked about Vast of Night a couple episodes ago, and that wasn't like a huge budget film, and I could Dude. not get enough of Vast of Night. Mm-hmm. There's shots of the huge, like, they're mining the, mm-hmm. the moon, and you see, like, the rock shooting in the air, and it looks like it's calm. It's almost well, like... So what, the moon, what is this? Is this in the future? It's like, yeah, and it's like, um... Well, it's I mean, like they're, humanity. they're mining the moon for fossil fuels. Ah, uh, so the earth has, like, been depleted. Right, right, okay, right. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's When's kind the of, last time you watched this? Oh, wow, long time ago. But you still are like, we're gonna do this? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's a good enough movie for for the podcast. You think you remember? I remember a lot from it. You know, it, it's it, it, it. I'm just which, saying, one time you were like, "Let's watch people under the stairs," and you didn't remember shit about people well, the, under the last stairs. Last time I saw that, I was like seven. <laughs> <laughs> and it made the cut. I like it. Yeah, because it, well, first of all, it's a horror movie, and it was so disturbing that I remembered it like 28 years later. And you were like, your <laughs> wife loves horror movies. So deeply kind of you. Thank you. Because no, uh, I'll never forget that. I, I think Moon's a good fit because I think it's one of those movies where you and I, it's like the same thing you do with me. You're like, Trevor, I like this and you I bet Trevor would ground. like this too. Yeah, where there's just enough. This is a, yeah, this is mm-hmm. a movie that is right in between us. Okay. Like you, You know what I mean? I honestly am... The last time I was this excited about watching a movie for this podcast was People Under the Stairs. So I'm real pumped about this. Yeah, you should be. I think it's also, too, the psychological aspect. Yeah, I live Because you for love that. that, you know. I live but, um, for it. So he goes through a, a psychotic break. Like, he's going through something that he doesn't understand. Yeah. And it's challenging him mentally. Like, this is the best I can say without giving it away, but it's like it's challenging him. I think and he, he doesn't understand. Shit, he doesn't understand what to do. The psychological shit is a horror unto itself. It is. Which is why yeah. I love that it's, kind of stuff. It's not a horror movie, but it's 
you're I mean, watching a man go through a psychotic break. I, I think, have a feeling I'm going to say after this movie is done that it is like subgenre horror. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, yeah. We'll, I hope so. I would love to see what you think after we watch it, but yeah. I know you'll like it, um, but it's like not horror. It's it's like Sphere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, but like, not even as in, intense as that. And Sphere's not even classified as horror. It's classified as like a suspense thriller. I, I, I keep... I was keep... I was biting my tongue because I don't want to say suspense, but you it's, can say suspense. It's just, I don't feel like it gives anything away to be like, here's the it's genre. Not, I don't even know if it's all the way to suspense, but mm. well, I mean, a lot of people think Alien, my all-time favorite movie, isn't horror, which is yeah. bonkers to me. But it, I mean, they really were like, this is a suspense thriller. It's like a slow burn horror, but uh, Alien is more slope. perfect. And I have a feeling, I hope Moon is like in the same vein, where it's like a slow creeping dread. That's what I want. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited. It's a good movie. I'm excited. I, I like these films where it's like, I, I bet in back in the day we were like, oh, you want to have one guy on screen for two hours? Like, no. I'm sure like Warner Brothers was like, no, we're not doing that. We see more of that now. But now, now, yeah, now it's creeping That's up. That's like the I Am Mother. That that was only like, three characters and only two of them. And one of them was just a voice actor. And mm-hmm. the other two were, I mean. It's a hard gig for an actor, one. I imagine, mm-hmm. to. Carry a movie. To, You're yeah. carrying the whole dang movie. That's like um Gravity, Sandra Bullock, and um, George Clee was only in it for a little bit. It was good. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you, ha- when you have the technology with it and everything I mean that helps but it really really falls on the performance of the actor like I Am I like Legend it. would have been garbage if Will sucked yeah I mean right I mean no he killed uh, it if Sandra Bullock and I mean so she was incredible dog. in that that dog also carried the that dog movie. was amazing too Rest Telly peace, died dog. spoiler I missed him <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> should we start giving spoiler alerts no, for these no, podcast no, no. episodes because sometimes no. I'm like what if they haven't seen it and we just start literally breaking it down scene by scene I'm not gonna I'll do it as a joke okay that's about it alright I'm gonna start giving spoiler alerts because I feel for people that's very nice of you I'm the idiot that would listen to a podcast and be like they'll probably just gloss over it <laughs> <laughs> so so your, your basic question so far have been is it a horror film and I would say no yeah and it's not i think you and i have different definitions of horror i really feel like i'm i wonder if i'm gonna go to bat for this to like argue that it has horror elements in it because it definitely has horror elements but it's not a horror film okay um i'm ready so but yeah i'm curious to what you think when it's done but uh and it is just like the one guy like is there any other actors there's a robot who's the voice actor do you know uh i don't know if i want to say oh really oh no why like it's um it's Kevin Spacey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a good, it's a great movie. No, no, no we'll definitely watch And he's watch a great it. actor. I mean, I'll say that. Look, he's a great actor. you can't take that away from him. He is a good actor. Deeply unfortunate. All the shit that you, he did. Yeah. And he's, the, he's like, um, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You know, like from space. He's the robot that's with him. I, helps him I'm lot, just so. so deeply disappointed in him. Well, honestly, I will say that Kevin Spacey's voice, the timbre, I mean, it's it was amazing. Look, I watched House of Cards, too. I, I, fuck, I'm... I, what a fucking catastrophic <laughs> bummer, man. As soon as you asked like, it, I was like, oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> well, we're not going to let that detract from Sam Rockwell's performance, which I've heard is fantastic. So. Kevin Spacey's performance is good. Yeah, but, you know, also... Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's focus on Sam Rockwell. Yeah, we'll keep he's it light. Beautiful. We'll keep it light. But yeah, he's in the movie. Kevin Spacey's in the movie. But uh, any other questions you might have? I don't think so. I mean, what, what, this was 2009. You watched it pretty quickly when it came out? I did, yeah. And why? Was it like, did you watch it in theaters or this was like a thing no, your friends I were remember watching? I, was too, I didn't have any money. I don't I wonder how I watched it because we were so broke. Probably Kevin Partham. He was such a movie yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, like, probably with Kevin. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't remember. I definitely. Yeah, when did, I, I don't remember when I watched it. Okay. I've pro- I think I've watched it a couple times. How did this end up on the list? I have no idea. Probably from me because I, oh, um, over the years I thought it was like, like you always tell me about this is a real anime or like this is a real sci-fi. Yeah, something that I don't and, ever forget. After in my opinion, it. this is a real sci-fi. Like. You know, it's yeah. 11 years old, and I think that it, it, for, I'm always impressed when a, when they can do, 
like it's like monsters, you mm. know, like those cheap budget movies, but they're like just as good. Like the movie any, Monster. That that's what, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah Monster. Oh god, yeah. that soundtrack by John Hopkins. I still that was a that. cheap budget movie, and it was really good. Oh my god, watch Monster. The soundtrack by John Hopkins, absolutely incredible. Please watch that movie. And it's the movie. performances that feed into that low budget, and I mean, I feel like Rockwell carried it, man. Like he. He, he held it down. Hey, that's enough for me. I mean, if you're still thinking about it after this Oh, time, yeah. I I'm, mean, I'll watch this movie again after... I'm we, very excited. This, yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely up your alley. Definitely up your alley. Like, you know, you love all that stuff. Aliens and, mm-hmm. you know, the ship designs and, yeah, the, you know, yeah. just the piping and the... Oh, you know, so it, it, It's good. It was really good. All right. Time for me to discover who Sam Rockwell is because I Sammy still don't know. Sammy Rock. <laughs> Sammy Rock. <laughs> I, I think he's a great actor. He's like one of those actors that kind of gets overlooked because he's but he's such a good character. I actor. still don't know who he is. I'm sure I will when I see him, but you he's keep in trying like, to tell me basically... I don't know. You said he was an Iron Man. Yes, he was Hammer Tech, and that, that's just what really. A hammer? Yes. It's just hard for me to imagine him playing like a leading character. I guess he must be that good. Oh yeah, he's done tons of stuff. Okay. He's, he's he's done like 102 movies or something. Oh my god. Something crazy like All right. That. Well, shit. Let's do this. All right. Well, there you have it. That's what Cassidy knows about Moon. And, <laughs> uh, Not a whole lot, as per usual. <laughs> but we're we're going to go check it out. And um, again, thanks to Hopland Brustillery for these free beers to Hopland, Ryan. Uh, test out for them and what we think of them. Ryan, and, we love you. I'm sorry I thought that your brother's name was your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I got it though. <laughs> and uh, cheers. Cheers. Love you. Love you too. Yay, movie time. <laughs> Alright, so kind of open cheers. Our... Oh, hey, cheers. We got some clouds again. That's another quiet one. Brings me right back to a never ending story, all these clouds. Oh, yeah, the clouds. Where are we now? There was a time when oh, oh. oh, there's just no credits. We're in it. Oh. When turning on your lights right. was a hard choice. Alright, cheers. Let's do this. Cheers and brownout. Alright, people. We're back. <laughs> we're back after the most exhausting day of our lives. Yeah. Trying to get this to work. <laughs> yeah, we're done with electronics and podcasts. <sighs> I don't know and why. And microphones. It's just so difficult to get and things to USB work. USB cords. Yeah, so now we are sitting in our studio um, that we don't usually record in because it's an art studio. It is about 8,000 degrees in here. Yeah. <laughs> We've got several blankets uh, pinned up. Yeah, uh, it's, it kind of looks like a fort I would have made as a kid. Yeah, and hopefully this sounds okay. I don't really know. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sorry. But uh, let's get to the meat of it. What are we here for? We're here because we just watched a movie. And that's what this podcast is about. What what movie? (laughs) Moon. Moon. Fantastical sci-fi with my boy, Sammy Rockwell. Sammy Rockwell. (laughs) Cheers to Sammy Rockwell. Cheers. And it was great. I'm pretty sure you liked it. I absolutely freaking loved it. Um, I didn't take many notes. It's not like, uh, there's not like a ton of plot points in this, but it is so moving. Um, Should I just get right into it? Shall we? Shall we? Okay, let me open up my computer here. Okay, so sitting in a real squeaky chair. I apologize to everyone who has to listen to this. Uh, I gotta pick underwear out of my foot. Squishy sounds. <laughs> oh, thanks, Trav. You're welcome. Oh yeah, can I do a <coughs> shout out to to my girl here? This is Mandolin Crafts. I just got a brand new mug. It's a dope mug. It is dope. It's Tetris. It's got um, it's black with gold Tetris pieces on it, and I'm so excited. I had it custom made um, mandolin crafts. Maybe I'll post a link when I share this episode because I think she deserves all the hype. All right, that's it. That's all I'm going to plug <laughs> right now. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just real excited about it. Okay, let's do this. Moon. So Moon opens up. The movie just gets right into it. There isn't even really like credits. Um, it gives you kind of a quick montage history lesson of what the setting is, what's, what's wrong with Earth, what's going on. Um, it seems like there's some sort of like uh, energy crisis, but they have managed to uh, harvest a material on the moon that meets the energy needs of 70% of the Earth, and that's Lunar Industries that does that. 
Um, then the music starts, and I immediately realize that this is Clint Mansell, and I have been listening to this movie soundtrack for years. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny. I've already kind of seen it. <laughs> oh my god, it is like I've kind of already seen it. <laughs> but yeah, I, as the music kicks in, it's really neat because instead of uh, having normal credits that would just like roll across the screen like some of these old 80s movies we've been watching. Yeah, it's very stylistic. They're all integrated. Um, it, like they're part of the shots. Yeah. It's really cool actually. Yeah, like if there's a wall or a little cubby, it mm-hmm. kind of looks like the credits are in the environment. Yeah, like they're yeah. sitting on a shelf. Or, yeah. I like that. Which fun. made me feel like, oh, this is a sci-fi movie. Like it was elevating that kind of feel. Uh, so it, then it cuts to a dude in a sci-fi setting, obviously he's on this um, mining base, and he's running on a treadmill. Uh, he's got really overgrown hair, a beard, um, and then it, the title of the movie, Moon, appears, and it's super cool. It's like a beautiful shot of space, and you're like, dang, this is going to be There's epic. gorgeous visuals in this movie. Oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, I just don't understand why this movie isn't more popular. It's wildly good. Uh, so we realize this is mining base uh, Sarang, Sarang, and this is, there's only one dude up there, he's a crew of one, and he has a contract on this mining base for three years. Uh, Sam is the name of the crew member, and he has a computer friend who does everything, and the computer's name is Gertie? Gertie, yeah. Gertie, okay. And he's played by no one's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we don't what's, get what's his name? Kevin Spacey. That's right. <laughs> he's a good actor. He's a good actor, but he's no one's friend these days. Okay. So, yeah, the computer's name is Gertie. Um, Sam mentions something to Gertie, like, oh, we've got a live one, which at this point, it just means that uh, the mining rovers on the moon have basically filled up another canister of whatever material is being used to power the Earth, essentially. Uh, so he goes to check it out. He gets into a rover himself, and he drives it basically into a large moving mining vessel where he harvests the material, and then it cuts back to him reporting to Central, which is Earth. And he says, you know, I've got a full container of something. I don't know what the material was. Um, everything is running real smoothly. Helium-3. Helium-3. That's what H3. they refer to it as, HE3. Oh. Which I'm like, is it not is it just helium? What? I have no idea yeah, how they make get, that work. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that. But, At uh, least it's not as dumb as, um, remember Avatar? Yeah, like, unta- unobtainium. Un- unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, John Cameron. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you get it. Uh, so he seems kind of depressed, and he's talking about how three years seems so long. He just wants to go home, and then the camera pans over to a wall of pictures uh, of a family. He's got a kid, his wife. And the robot tries to help him load the canister to send to Earth, but it gets in the way, and then Sam is mad. And he, yeah, he blows up at him. Yeah, and then he sends the canister out towards Earth, presumably. So Sam then starts grooming. Um, by grooming, I mean he's, like, getting a haircut. I think Gertie's giving him a haircut, which is basically, like, a vacuum on his head, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Gertie was kind of cool the way he worked. He had different arms that would run on tracks in the ceiling. Yeah. So he could be in another area while he's, like, cutting Sam's hair and Yeah, stuff. it was, like, dummy from Iron Man, kind of zipping around the lab, yeah, but not yeah. stupid. Like, right. he's doing a good job. <laughs> Gertie was smart and very capable. Uh, he then, Sam mentioned something about a headache, which is kind of our first clue that something's not right with Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked Gertie to give him something. And then it cuts to him working on this wooden model of a village, uh, which is pretty cool. That comes up a few times, and then he has a message from his wife. Uh, So he's watching this transmission from his wife, because that's the thing. There is no live feed. Like, everything is a message delayed. You can't direct connect. Yeah, it's the the Stone Ages, like, snail mail, but moon. (laughs) Um, She's saying how she's proud of him. Um, and then his daughter comes on the screen, and I noticed, like, when the daughter was talking to him, that there is someone else in that footage, like, all the way to the right of the screen. Like, someone's, like, standing next to the camera, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, yeah. cuts, which was my first clue, like, what's going on here? Like, yeah, someone's yeah. weird. Like, if she was recording a message. There is a flip. Yeah, it's a right. little weird. Uh, so the footage cuts roughly and Sam notices, but he also just kind of misses them so much that he isn't too concerned about it. You can see that he's sus 
aspect of it, or he kind of is he makes it an expression. He does, but he doesn't really. He like lets it go, and I think yeah. it's just because he's so excited to see his wife Tess, yeah. right, Tess. And daughter Eve. Uh, and later, he's watering his plants. He's named them. I think one was Doug, which is mm-hmm. cute. Um, then he's watching old TV and working on his model um, of the town again. Uh, as he like stands up to get a glass of, I think he's like gonna make hot water or coffee or something like that. Um, he turns as the water is pouring into his glass, this really hot water, and he sees a girl in, a, in his chair. And then he accidentally burns himself on the hot water because he's so startled, but then the girl disappears. Uh, later, Gertie, the robot's patching him up, and he lies to him about how it happened because I think at this point even he's starting to, to suspect that he's, like, seeing things. Same with, like, the glitch well, in the is, message. He is seeing things, yeah. yeah. He is seeing things, it's, and the robot's really, like, interrogative. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Uh, He goes to bed. He's dreaming of his wife. Um, They're kind of getting it on. And then he wakes up to a power ballad, which is an inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) But the alarm clock is playing a power ballad. It's excellent. Uh, And then he's running on the treadmill again. But it looks like a hard run. He is not looking good. Like, the movie does a good job. he's, like, coughing. And you can just tell that... Something's going on with him. He's starting to yeah. slowly um, deteriorate. Yeah, like it looks like he's just getting really sick. Yep. And they do the movie does a good job of illustrating this in like his day to day movements, like the treadmill. Like he's got a headache. It kind of eases you into this idea that There's something's wrong. wrong. Yeah. So uh, the robot asks him how he's feeling. Gertie. Um, Sam says he feels fine. Because uh, he's supposed to be going home and, like, his contract is up in three weeks or something like that. So, of course, he's, like, I'm not sick. I'm going right. to be fine. Let me go home. Um, the computer, uh, he's, like, eating food and Gertie asks if he wants hot sauce. And, and then he's working again and his video feed cuts to old footage of him. And he's confused because it's, like, him with long hair and, like, it's not, it's wrong, you know? Yeah, he doesn't really remember it. Doing that, like what the footage was. So he's pretty confused. And then he complains about how his stomach is a little tender. So things aren't looking great for Sam. <laughs> uh, so there's another full canister outside that's been mined. And he goes out to get it. And the music kicks in. Clint Mansell. So good. The soundtrack for this movie is so good. You should definitely listen to it. It's on Spotify, everyone. Uh, he he's distracted because he sees the same woman again in the dust outside and he ends up crashing the rover into like the it's giant really creepy, rover. creepy visual of her too like yeah. through all the dust that the whatever they're called is knocking up and it's he the sees it like a, yeah the mining rover yeah. he, he sees her like a couple times yeah but ends up crashing into it it's super creepy. Yeah, um, it was really creepy. Do we know who that woman is? Like the woman who was sitting in a chair? Or... No, it's weird. Yeah, they never really explain who Why she is. Why he sees her. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, well, I mean, he wakes up later in a med bay, and Gertie's there to tell him, you had an accident, and asks him if he remembers what happened. Uh he doesn't so Gertie just tells him to go back to sleep that you're still very tired and that they're gonna talk later he does wake up later he calls for Gertie no answer he falls trying to stand up and then he realizes he's overhearing a conversation between Gertie and someone on earth which is like crazy because that would be a live feed yeah and that shouldn't be feasible because as far as they know there is no like live feed because like the satellite broke and they just have never fixed it or something right yeah yeah. Right. We don't want to get too. I was going to say something, but we might get too far. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of want to like unravel this without spoilers. Yeah. I'm telling everyone because it's a good twist. It, well, right here it really hints at yeah. it pretty hard because you hear part of the conversation. What was the part of the conversation? Because I think I was typing too fast to hear what you they were hear, saying. You can hear Gertie say the new Sam is up and running well. Really? Yeah, but it's extremely subtle and very quiet. Oh, yeah. So it's almost like they want that. you to miss it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. catch it. I was too busy taking notes. Dang, this movie is good. It's subtle, yeah. There was a lot of trivia I had to parse through because it was all really good. Um, so Gertie sees Sam and he's like, he quick ends the conversation and and then Gertie lies when he's you know being interrogated about what the convo was. Yeah. 
so at this point I was like, can you trust this computer? I don't know. Um, Gertie explains that, you know, you're still suffering from memory loss because of your accident and Central Earth is going to slow down mining to make sure that Sam has time to recuperate. Uh, Sam wants to fix a stalled miner, but Gertie won't unlock the door to let him go out into the rover. He just says, you know, I'll pass this message on to Central that it's stalled. Uh, Sam sleeps again. He dreams again of his wife. But it gets weird because then there's, in the dream, like this different version of him reaching for the both of them, which is really scary, actually. Yeah, like they're both in asleep in bed and the camera goes under the blanket and then you see another Sam like reaching for the couple. A real rough looking and he's Sam. Really, yeah, he looks terrible. Yeah, because that is one thing I noticed. Like when Sam woke up in the infirmary, I was like, he looks damn good. Like considering right. he was just in, you know, an accident. The movie's continuity is excellent. Yes. It's very, it had very to be. good. They couldn't yeah. mess that up. No, someone was really on their A game. So he wakes up and Central is saying basically in a video message, you need to rest. That is an order. Gertie's like, I cannot let you outside. Strict orders. Sam's like, fuck that. And decides to open up a wall panel um, to fake. He's like trying to say, oh, a meteorite hit station. Micrometeorites. And he's basically convincing Gertie to let him outside to fix whatever damage the meteorite has done. Mm -hmm. There's no meteorite. Uh, It totally works. Uh, His normal, it's it's so interesting. He's going out to like get his space suit on and he turns to the left where his space suit normally is and it's not there. It's one missing and he looks to the right to a suit he's never used and he's like, okay, something's up, but Mm -hmm. he gets into it. Um, Then he's outside, he's back in the rover, he's searching for the stalled mining uh, vessel and he sees a crashed rover, which is the one that he crashed. Uh, And he's like, what the fuck? He doesn't really (laughs) seem to understand like... It's like he didn't know this was the accident, which was my clue that right, something was exactly, very wrong. Because he's a new Sam. He's a new Sam, yeah. So yeah. He, he goes into the rover and he sees himself, like yeah. Sam 1. It's like, like really, um, I don't know, I can't think of dramatic and slow. You know, he gets in there good. and there's dust all over his helmet, so you can't see his face at first. And then he yeah. like wipes the dust away. And it he's was... like, who the hell are you? Exactly, like, what? what the hell? So he, he grabs him, and Sam's freaking out. He like, brings him back to the base, and he, like, throws Sam 1 into the base, and he's asking Gertie, you know, who is this guy? Where is he? Or, you know, where is he? Where'd he come from? And Gertie's like, we just got to get him to the infirmary. And, and then Sam 1, the original Sam that we met at the beginning of this movie, wakes up, and the new Sam is, like, watching in the corner with sunglasses, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, Sam one wants to know if there's someone in the room with them, and Gertie just tells him to get some sleep. So because he's been seeing things. Exactly. You know, so he's just like, what is going on now? I'm and really, I'm really losing it. Yeah. It's really kind of sad. This whole movie is really sad. Um, Sam 2 walks out, and Sam 2 is watching footage of his wife again. And his wife is kind of sounding like she wants to break up. Did you catch that? Yeah, she was saying like things. I need time to think. Um, it doesn't really pan out to anything, but yeah, for that is what happened. Then Sam 2 is like jumping rope, um, and Sam 1 comes out and is watching, and then turns to Gertie and is like, what the fuck is going on? And Gertie tells him that person is Sam Bell. And Sam 1 is like, I'm Sam Bell. And Gertie says... Um, well, Sam's freaking out, but Gertie says that, you know, they haven't reported this to Central, that Sam 1 is still alive. So Central Earth doesn't know that there are two Sams awake and walking around. Yeah. Um, and then Gertie says, you know, I haven't done that and kind of alludes to the fact that he hasn't because his programming is to keep Sam safe. Right, because the situation, they never thought would ever happen. Yeah. Cor- corporate or whoever, the Lunar Technologies, never thought they would be in the situation, so they just... The robot just does whatever it can for Sam. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's a different clone or whatever. It's going to do whatever He's it can. He's there to help him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of made me... I had a soft spot for Gertie by the end of the movie. He's a good character. Yeah. Um, Sam, one, had like a smiley faces drawn onto his shower wall that kind of were like showing the passage of time I think is what it was like some were frowns and some were smiles yeah so when he goes to take a shower all of that's been wiped clean and he's like what the hell um so he starts trying to figure out 
he's like talking about two weeks left before he's supposed to go home. He's basically like doing all this math. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the two Sams finally like talk and they talk about how they are both Sam. Sam too says, you know, I've been here a week and they both accuse each other of being clones. Uh, Sam one is watering the plants a little later. He's talking to himself. Sam two asks him how long he's been there. um, And he says three years. And then he thanks him for saving him. And Sam one, you know, he's been there for three years by himself. He asks him to shake his hand. Sam yeah. 2 is real skeptical he doesn't do it because I think Sam 2 at this point is like, am I the clone? Like, I don't or, think he yeah. knows either. But it's such a sad scene. He's like, I'm kind of lonely, you know? It's like, would you just shake my hand, you know? And it just makes you... Human just, contact. Yeah, just any contact with anyone. Well, it reminds me of when we all went into quarantine really hard, you know, in March. And I didn't see anyone for like a month and didn't yeah. touch anyone for longer than that. It makes you go crazy. Yeah. It's Sam. energy. You're not getting... I mean, you can see it in the guy's face. Uh, Sam Rockwell did such a good job. that And that scene in particular, it's like if you're not getting that energy that you need from people and, you know, cut it, away at you. You're drained. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're, you know, pouring from an empty cup. It's rough. It's really sad. Uh, then they're, like, playing ping pong. Um, Sam, too, is pretty sour about how he sucks so bad at it. He's got, like, a temper issue. Uh, then they're talking about the town model that Sam One's been working on, um, and Sam One mentions how he doesn't remember doing all of it, just parts of it. And right. then I was like, "Oh my god, how long has this been going on? Like, he hasn't built any of this. He's built like two houses. Ugh, freaks me out. That's super weird." Um, Sam One mentions they have a daughter, Eve, and they both know Tess, um, which is so crazy because Sam Two doesn't know they have a daughter because he hasn't played the timeline out basically in the way that. Sam one has. Yeah, I mean, I th- think that they just just decide how many implants they're gonna put in each mm-hmm. clone, maybe you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because the original Sam, I mean, like if the daughter was born, the daughter was about three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's sad stuff. Yeah, it's um, crazy. They talk about how they both know Tess, the wife, and then they get a message from Earth, uh, and mm-hmm. this message says. The mining program is being postponed. They are sending a rescue unit in 14 hours um, to, what, jumpstart the rover that's been stalled out? Matthew, yeah, the one that he crashed into. Right. Um, so Sam 2 tells him, you know, dude, Sam 1, you're not going home because you're a clone. And Sam 2 tells him there might be even more clones of them right now. Uh, Sam 2 is like, this is a company. It's cheaper to have clones to run things. Sam 1 says, no way, Tess, the wife, would have told him about this. He doesn't believe it. Uh, Sam 2 is like, there's probably an area we don't even know about with the clones. He's getting frustrated. He's looking all around, like just turning the base upside down, trying to find this mysterious area that they haven't seen, which Sam 1 is like, this does not exist. I have been all over this place. Like, I would know. They kind of argue about it. Um, Sam Wong was working on the model of the village again, but they, they're arguing and they get into this massive fight. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, basically Sam too is like, I want to check under the model. Uh, I want to see if there's, you know, an entrance or somewhere, you know, a, a door. hatch. Yeah. Door. yeah. So uh, they he ends up throwing the model and Sam Wong just freaking loses it because he's worked so, you know, so many hours on it. Um, and they're tussling, and Sam One gets super hurt, even though Sam Two like barely touched him, and he's like bleeding profusely, which is more. I'm like, they're engineered to break down. Like that's these clones are that's, not made to last. The movie subtly hints at that the whole time, and by this time you you've got it, like you totally get it. Like he's, you get what's happening. His body is breaking down. Yeah, they really do like give. Um, they give. They give it away pretty early on, and yet you're still because yeah. And I was like, well, if, okay, I think so they wanted a it, twist. They wanted it that way, yeah. It's the, the twist, but you're still like, what's the end game here? Like now they know what are they even gonna try and do at this point? I mean, yeah, you know the twist early in the movie. I think it's just about the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. You would think that'd be like what? Yeah, you know, like a, towards the end of the movie, but you get it really. They kind of just like slowly, slowly ease you into the twist. There's no yeah. great reveal. Um, which I'm okay with because it's it just seems like a real sad story <laughs> like the yeah. whole thing eventually uh, you'll get to it but it's like they're people they're people yeah yeah, yeah. they there's a nice yeah. line later on where yeah. it all kind of comes to a head but 
Uh, Gertie, the computer leader, is talking to Sam One, and Sam One's complaining about how, uh, you know, Sam Two scares him. He's too angry, and then he tells uh, Sam or tells Gertie about how, you know, Tess, his wife, left him once, and Gertie says he knows, uh, but that he's a changed man, which is an interesting thing for a computer to say that you know you, as a human or a clone, are capable of change and growth. Which I really liked. Gertie was pretty insightful. Gertie was pretty insightful. <laughs> um, Sam asks him about the messages that you know he sent back and forth between him and his wife, and Gertie's pretty non-committal, doesn't really want to answer. Um, and he asks Gertie, you know, straight up, "Am I a clone?" And Gertie confirms, "Yes, you are. All of your memories are implants. There was never a crash, you know, when he first woke up. Um, that's all just engineered to like ease them into life on the moon." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gertie says, I'm sorry. Just sad. Then it, the movie like pauses to let you know that this rescue team is 11 hours away. So that's kind of how they're marking the passage of time. It's like how close the rescue team is getting, which is only a, like a 14-hour window, I think. That's what right. it initially well, was. Right, yeah. uh, Sam 2, the angry Sam, comes in, apologizes to Sam 1. Sam 1's like, I don't care anymore. I'm having a mental breakdown. Like, this is nuts. I'm a clone. Like, I'm a clone now. <laughs> so he's like playing loud music and dancing, and Sam's getting pissed, keeps trying to turn the music off to tell him something. Um, eventually, he gets through to Sam Juan, and he's like, You know, when I woke up, I wasn't supposed to find you. Like, they were engineering all sorts of reasons why I shouldn't be able to go outside. Um, that's why he was locked inside the building. Uh, so it was really only a fluke that he was able to rescue Sam Wan. Sam Wan really should have died out there. Um, and then he also tells Sam Wan, you know, I heard Gertie having a live conversation, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, um, Sam Wan's like, that's impossible. It's impossible because there's no live signal here. And so now they're both like, okay, how are they blocking the satellite signal? Like, what's really going on here? Because uh, they're not supposed to be able to contact Earth. So now they're a team, which is cool. We got a team of Sam. Uh, right. They both set out in two different rovers, and they're venturing out further onto the moon than they've ever gone before. They find Station 3. They find Station 1. It's crazy. Like, they didn't even know these things existed. Uh, and they're pretty sure these things are, like, jammers, right? Yep. Like, they're satellite jamming jammers. They're signal. Yeah. So they're, intention- they're intentional. They're yeah. there for a reason. Because they obviously don't want the clones calling the real Sam Bell or something. You no. know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, what the heck? It's, geez, it's... <laughs> This is just so dang sad. Um, so Sam one, as they're like examining, they're in two separate locations. Like they're examining um, these jammers. Uh, Sam one is just like getting really, really sick. He like keels over a little bit. He radios Sam two and is like, "I'm heading back to the base. I'm not feeling good." Um, he's uh, in the base, throwing up blood into the toilet. He's basically, I wrote, he's breaking down from the inside, and like teeth are literally falling Fall out, out of yeah. his mouth. Um, he then he like tries to log into his into like the uh, video logs from years and years ago like to see who'd been up there before and he's just like password denied password denied and then Gertie just slowly rolls up types in the password doesn't say anything and he's in yeah because Gertie is there to help Sam yeah oh I don't like this so he watches old logs of all these past Sams and he's like basically going back every three years and he's seeing that they all eventually break down. Um, so they, it's like always the last video log is just them not looking good, being real yeah. sick. Oh, it's so terrible. So he's putting two and two together here. Yeah, and he doesn't have, you know, long for this world. Uh, he sees all of them, you know, eventually get into this pod uh, that is supposed to send them back to Earth at the end of their contract. Um, but it clearly does not. It, like, totally vaporizes them. <laughs> yeah, and then the robot vacuums up all the, like, oh, dust. It's so... It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so sad. Yeah. Um. So Sam 1 is, like, he goes to the pod to check it out. He finds, like, some ash on the floor, which is super sad. And then he finds a hidden panel. Yep, Sam 2 knew what he was talking about. Secret room. Secret room. Uh, but not a fun secret room. <laughs> No, no, it's like, it's a room of nightmares, really. It's a room of nightmares. Imagine, I just kept thinking, my God, if I was freaking Sam, I don't even know what I would do. It's just That's terrible. not a good situation to be in. Oh, this horrible. movie is not a good situation for anyone. No, it's absolutely hopeless. 
Which is why, like, when I was watching it, I'm like, this seems so hopeless to me. What, where are they even going to go with this? It's like... Yeah, you know, there's not like, much of a... Where's the win scenario in this? Like, there really no. isn't. I thought, I was like, well, maybe they'll just, like, blow it up and they'll have a conversation before self-destruct. Or I don't, I didn't know what they were going to do. Um, yeah, I, I like what they did. I mean, we'll get there, but I yeah. like the way it turned out. I did, too. And I've got some theories. i got a lot of theories about this, actually. Um, so he, meanwhile, Sam 2 finds another station that they didn't know existed, uh, and Sam 2 arrives back at the base, he has the coordinates for all the jammers, which, now that I'm saying this makes sense, because he actually uses those coordinates later, but more on that later, Mm -hmm. um, so he finds Sam 1, who's, like, super depressed, and he's just like, yo, you were right, I found your secret room, so they both climb down into the secret room where they find... Like, a gazillion copies of Sam. Like, a gazillion. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like this, a hallway going all the way down. Yeah, these endless bays of... And it's kind of like the morgue where they would put the bodies that you can just pull them out of a drawer mm-hmm. kind of thing. And there That's is exactly a what it is. F- ton, there's a fuck ton of them. They're everywhere. It's just so sad. They look like, so Why pristine. would they need that many? Oh, God, it's horrible. Um, so, so, Sam 1 goes upstairs... And he grabs a, uh, it's like a long, it's like a computer that'll help him like video connect to Earth or something. Like a it's portable. It's like a video phone. Basically, yeah. Um, Gertie, you know, is like, how can I help? And he's like, you know, you can't. I don't need any help right now. So he ventures out with this, um, oh, I wrote it out. It's a remote link computer. Um, and he kind of goes outside. He drives really, really far away, so he's not... Like in the um, vicinity of the he, jammers. He basically drives, yeah, exactly. He drives beyond those jammers. That, yeah. That um, perimeter. So. And I was can, wondering what he, like, I thought he was going to call the company or something. Like, clearly I did not understand his motivations because it makes way more sense what he actually does. Um, mm-hmm. He calls, he calls his wife. He, like, goes to call the Bell residence. Um, this younger girl answers. And she tells him, you know, Tess has passed away. Um, and I would know because I'm her daughter. I'm Eve. And she's 15. And he's like, what? And he kind of starts baby talking to her a little bit. And it startles her. Like, she's obviously a little confused. And so she calls for someone outside of the camera range. And um, you it's hear the, the voice. Sam and Bell. it's the real Sam Bell. And he yeah. panics and he hangs up. He's crying. He just he wants to go home. completely breaks down. It's the saddest moment in the movie for oh, me because God. he just starts, because he realizes it's def- he's definitely a clone. And, yeah. I mean, she's 15. And there's he no He thinks home. she's three. He doesn't have a home to go back to. It's he not his. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have a home. And then there's this incredibly even sadder shot because he's in the rover and the camera just gets behind the rover and then you can yeah. see Earth over the lunar landscape. Oh, that's right. And he's just staring right at Earth. He's looking right and at he's it. never even been on he's Earth. He's never even been on Earth. But to him, he had a whole life there. That's his home? Yeah, he's remembering an entire life. life that wasn't his. Yeah. Oh, I hate It's so powerful, and it's probably, in my opinion, the most powerful moment and sad moment of the film. Oh, it's so freaking sad. Um, yeah, it was insane. So in the movie, lets us know that the rescue team will arrive in seven hours. The two Sams reconnect. Sam Juan is, like, on his way out. He is not doing good. He's just, like, sicker than a dog. Um, and I'm kind of thinking that he's realizing at this point that they are engineered to die at three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam, too, kind of isn't hearing it and puts him to bed. Sam, too, then examines the remote link call log. And that's when he realizes, oh, okay, Tess is dead. My daughter's 15. This is nuts. Um, Sam, too kind of comes up with this plan and he convinces Gertie the computer to awaken a new clone and he convinces Gertie to do this um, by telling him if you don't the two Sams will die and that's why Gertie does it yeah because you're engineered to it's great it's great programming it's incredible uh Sam one wakes up he's still coughing up blood he kind of showers he makes his way to the clone area where there is a new clone um when I say clone area I mean like the infirmary is what I mean, sorry. So, like, where they've been waking up. So, mm-hmm. he makes his way to the infirmary. There's a new clone. Sam, too, is like, do not touch the new clone. Don't wake him. Um, come outside. I'm going to tell you this plan. 
the rescue team is going to expect to find a body in the rover because remember they still don't know that there's that two they're Sams. all alive and yeah. doing crazy stuff yeah which is kind of crazy to me because you think that they would have cameras well uh, not even just cameras like maybe like some sort of um like an implant that would be like when you're dead yeah. it like registers that you're dead i mean i don't know it just but, yeah it seemed weird they didn't have when like they could do a live conversation they can't keep yeah the like how would you not know you think they would know instantly when another clone's been awakened like yeah so there was some yeah. things where i was like i don't i don't know they seem like they'd be more on top of it but, you know, maybe not. I don't know. It seemed like a pretty foolproof system. Gertie was on top of it, but... You put a lot of faith in Gertie, that's for sure. Put a lot of faith in Gertie, but his programming, you know, was their downfall. Um, he tells Sam Wan, you know, since they're expecting to find a body in the rover, um, that, you know, you can hide in this cargo container to get back to Earth. Um, and Sam Wan is just too sick to do this, so he's like, I can barely walk, I can't even move. Uh, and he convinces Sam Chu to be the one to go home to Earth. Uh, they take the rover out, and they're on their way to the crashed rover. Um, and Sam one, he dies here, right? Like he's listening. They're both kind of reminiscing about their implanted memories of Tess, and then Sam one kind of just like completely fades out. Was he dead yet there? Because I thought he opened his eyes later. I was like, I don't it know. It shows him open his eyes. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, basically, he's, he's gone. He's, he doesn't he's say anything. Yeah, after that. Um, so Sam 2 puts Sam 1 in the crash rover, um, and Sam 2 makes his way back to the base. Gertie tells him, um, you know, this plan isn't going to work. Uh, everything has been recorded. But then tells him, you know, if you reboot me and erase my memory banks, you know, everything will, both Sam and me will go back to our original programming. Mm -hmm. And then Sam's like, no, 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 I'm not, you can't program me. I, I, clones are people. Like, I'm human. Yeah. Which is, I think, the, the, the whole idea of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't, you can't do this to people. Right. I think that's what they were trying to, um, kind of promote. Yeah. Is that, you know, if they're biological and they have memories and they have feelings. You yeah, know? 100% they do. It's, oh my God. So so uh, he does, he he, re, he asks Gertie, you know, are you okay with this? And then Gertie just slowly like turns around and shows him his power supply basically, which yeah. I was like, man, this is Gertie's pretty dope. Yeah. Gertie's really cool. So yeah, he, he reboots Gertie and he goes to hide in the cargo container, but then he remembers something. Um, and he quick backs out, and using the coordinates that he got from all the jammers that he found, he changes the coordinates for the miners, like, to run over the jammers. Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty baller. Freaking baller. baller. Um, so the new clone wakes up, and then Sam 1 is found by the rescue team, Eliza, dead at this point, in the, um, the crashed rover. And then the miners are knocking down the jamming towers, and then all of a sudden live feed is now available so that new clone's gonna figure that shit out pretty quick i think it's gonna mess things up for lunar tech that's for sure oh yeah um so then the sam bell so then like the movie does it comes full circle and it's the same thing uh that they were kind of doing at the beginning of the movie where they give you a quick montage of sound bites and audio to be like and here's the intro or here's the epilogue and that's what they do and through these little sound bites you learn um the Sam Bell to Sam clone, you know, he made it home. Um, shit's about to go down. There's like little radio snippets that are like. You hear, yeah, people saying like he's not, he's an immigrant or whatever. And you hear yeah. all these like people bitching about it. And yeah. It's pretty crazy. Oh, it's freaking nuts. And that's a, uh, that's Moon. That's pretty much Moon. That's, that's Moon. It. Yeah. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, it's a very, very visual film. It's, a, it's, it's yeah. one of my favorite films visually. Yeah, it's, it's like this is going to be such a short episode, but it's not like a ton of shit happens. But it is really emotional. I mean, these are yeah. huge ideas that they're grappling with. Um, gosh, I want to save my final thoughts for after some trivia. Are you ready Let's for trivia? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sweating? <laughs> I'm very hot. Because I'm sweating my ass off right now. On with it. I got like my shirts like sticking to my back. No one could see. You could just take it off. No. 
Are you embarrassed? I'm not taking off my shirt. I like this shirt. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for IMDb Trivia. All right. <laughs> Moon uh, was released in 2009. Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes. It's rated R. It is classified as a drama, mystery, sci-fi. Uh, the director is Duncan Jones. Do you know who Duncan Jones' father is? Orlando Jones? Mm-mm. Who's Orlando Jones? It's definitely not Orlando Jones. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke. You don't know what Orlando Jones is? No, who's Orlando Jones? Trevor, come on. You know I don't know anything. It's a black actor. Well, how do you know Duncan Jones? He could be. I don't know. It's an awful lot of presumptions you're making. He was in, um... You probably recognize him. Oh! He was in American Gods. He was in, um... Yeah, he's a good actor. What's that movie? Uh, Evolution. With uh, That's right. David Duchovny. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, getting back to it, do you know who Duncan Jones' father is? It's not Orlando Jones. It's really not. <laughs> is it Darth Vader? Mm-mm. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. Um, is, so is it a Jones name? No. Oh. Well. Um, is it Freaky? What? Wait, what is Is It Freaky from? Sam Neill? No. <laughs> this is a bad hint. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a bad hint. <laughs> I was trying to reference that Flight of the Concords episode where they do a whole Bowie oh, thing. Oh, Bowie? Bowie. David Bowie's his dad. No way. Swear to God. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in a second. No kidding. R.I.P. David Bowie. I know. Bowie. Jeez. That's awesome. Seriously. What a, what a dope dad. I know. What you... did he do like well, for like I... family events? Was it just insane? <laughs> Well, we're, go, we're going over, um, our, what's his name? Duncan's house. Duncan's we're house. We're going to Duncan's house. His, his house David Bowie. His house is the best. They always have the best parties. <laughs> they <laughs> play great insane. music. David Bowie's your dad. David Bowie's your dad. Jeez. Um, the tagline for the movie was, 250,000 miles from home, the hardest thing to face is yourself. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I know. Um, so this film was specifically written for Sam Rockwell, who what? Du- yes, well, who he was Duncan- Oh, he was so perfect. Um, Duncan Jones wanted to cast him in a different film, uh, but Jones and Rockwell can never really come to an agreement on which part he should pl- uh, play in the other film. But because he wanted to work with Rockwell so much, he actually wrote this film just for him. No kidding. Yeah. That's, uh, what a compliment. Oh, I know, right? Jeez, can you imagine? Um, it was shot in 33 days. It was made on a $5 million budget. Wow. I know, because it looks damn good. I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, it honestly is one of the best-looking sci-fi sets I've seen in a long time. It's not like a huge set, but I mean, the interior of that base looks incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Um, the rescue mission Sam is expecting is named Eliza. Eliza was a 1960s computer program created by MIT, which mimicked chatting with a human operator in the manner of a therapist or a psychologist. Um, mm. So this is really just an obscure reference, but obviously one pointed towards Gertie in the film, who kind of acts as, you know... The therapist. Yeah. But Gertie's kind of basic responses to Sam's statements and questions are very much in the manner with which uh, Eliza used to provide... Uh, before making this movie, Duncan Jones was more famous for being the son of David Bowie. And the film actually opens with a line during that like montage that says, Where are we now? Which also happens to be the title of a 2013 song by David Bowie. Okay. I love it. I love it okay. when it all makes sense. Okay. Uh, so do you remember in the film, basically all the computer screens and, and monitors had... Um, like this little logo or symbol with just five dots. Um, it was like one dot in the middle and four on each corner always were kind of hanging out, which uh, I guess I was so. supposed to be like the logo of, I don't know. I don't know if it was like the computer program or what. Whatever, it comes up all the time. And I guess this this motif in the, in the criminal underworld, it represents prison, which the central dot is the person and the other four dots surrounding it represent the prison walls. Which I was like, dang, this movie's got it all. Like, wow, all that's the little uh, deep. layers, man, layers. Uh, so, and this is something maybe, I don't know. I thought this was interesting. I don't know if anyone else will. Um, at around 25 minutes into the movie Mute, which was also directed by Duncan Jones, and we tried to watch Mute. It's on Netflix, 
and we thought it was boring and turned it off. And it looked like the really cool sci-fi movie. Yeah, it looked then? amazing. I really wanted to watch it. Yeah, so I guess it's like it's supposed to be in the same universe. And there's a short um, TV hmm. breaking news piece in the background of Mute with the caption, um, the 156 SAMs face their maker, Lunar Industries ex-employee questioned by panel in presence of scores of the clones. And then Sam they Rockwell, all got awakened? Yes. And then Sam Rockwell is actually seen playing Sam Bell and at least 28 other clones like on the screen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And it made me immediately want to try and give Mute another chance. Cause, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's We didn't it. finish it, right? We didn't. I got like a third of the way through and then we just fell asleep. But yeah. I don't know. Weird up. Well, yeah. that is really dope. I hope I he know. keeps all his movies in the same universe. It was so cool. I love that stuff. He's crushing the sci-fi game for sure. But I've got some thoughts. Um, I just want to discuss this. It's not like final thoughts, but like, do you think that they are like biologically engineered these clones to break down at three years? Or do you think that like, because there's so many scenes where Gertie's like, can I make you something to eat? Can I give you hot sauce? Can I do this? I think that's a fair point. But that that would go against Gertie's programming to poison a Sam or to like deteriorate their food supply and that's and really that sounds point. really hard too like to have that's like all of a sudden you're taking food from a different refrigerator that kills them after well, three years and because you were saying another thing you were saying too is like after three years is like the max that's why like psychologically people start to go crazy so that's why they yeah and i'm not saying i know that's the max i'm just saying i bet like three years in isolation would probably be when they're not functioning like you're mentally not functioning well i would right. assume you can't so. do the job anymore exactly so they're like you're done but also i was like it would make sense to me if i mean i don't know because gertie I always, Gertie's the problem with this theory because he does like willingly let them get into these pods that are going to kill him you know like they vaporize them and he just cleans them up and so I wonder if his programming is just like this is the circle of life and uh. this is what I'm going to do for you another theory I was reading was that um, I guess all his symptoms were classic signs of radiation poisoning so they think that they just like slowly oh. expose them to radiation because you're I'm, right. That's absolutely right. Right. So I, because I like, huh. I guess maybe in my head, I just want to think that they make it, you know, like these clones are going to make it. So that is the question. Like Sam too made it to Earth. He made yeah. it home. Did he die three years later on Earth? I mean, probably I not. not. I, I don't know. I just want them to have the a win. The movie's kind of insinuating that though. That's I don't know what to make of it. That's tough. I really don't know. Yeah. Well. Something happened to him. Well, it sounds like he goes to Obviously. court and he like, they meet their maker, right? Lunar Industries. Yeah. and God, I can't even imagine what a. That means that Sam, they woke up. He woke up all of the other Sams. Well, yeah, I bet. I mean, the crazy. live feed was up and he probably put it together pretty dang quick. What was going on? I'd wake him up too. Let's get out of here. I yeah. Get back. And because yeah. he had a live feed, it's not like the company could just cover it up. It was like he's probably broadcasting like, uh, yo, there's a million of us up here and they can't just kill it them. It seems because... like they fly guy. Yeah. I almost I almost want like a sequel now. I know, I'd kill for a sequel. Because they'd fly a team up there to kill any Sams that were if there was no live feed. But I'm thinking because there was a live feed that Sam like could have alerted Earth and all sorts of different news stations oh. and blah blah blah. So it's like they then it gets out in the media and then, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, they can't just, I That's mean, crazy. clones are a hot debate. It's like That's crazy stuff right there. I know. And they're people. Anyway, um, final thoughts. That, I mean, we can probably share them. I mean, that's... Mine are quick. I just love it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. I'd watch more of it. I want a sequel. Looked beautiful, be- looked beautiful. Music's fantastic. Sam Rockwell crushed it. Those are my final thoughts. Yeah, this is a super high rating for me. This is probably one of the better films, sci-fi films, really, too. Especially with a low budget like that. Only $5 million. And to um, move someone emotionally in the watching process, I think that's super cool. Yeah. Like, and Rockwell, man, I gotta, uh, you know... Take my head off. I mean, Rockwell was really good. 
Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's a hard work to be the only person on screen the entire film. You're the only one carrying this film. There's no break. Like it's just you on set every day. Everyone's yeah, staring at you. Not a lot of people can do that. No, so. it's intense. So yeah. What's your rating, babe? And what's your drink of choice tonight? It's always going to be Jameson. Oh, okay. Um, and I, man, it's tough, man. I don't know. Hmm. I, I guess. 4.5. 4.5 Jamesons. 4.5. Wow. Will you ever give anything a five? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give it a five. Five? I'm, five? Yeah, All right. I'm giving it five great bombs. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It. I, I have no problem with it. I couldn't think of a single flaw. I, yeah, I it loved was, it. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, shoot. Um, I guess what that are we doing us. next? Yeah. Um, we're doing a movie called The Rock. That I've literally never heard of. I have absolutely no idea what it is, so the intro is going to be real short next episode. Nicholas Cage. See, I didn't even know Nicholas Cage was in this. I legitimately thought this was like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What? <laughs> he was wrestling when this movie came out, or not even yet. I don't even know. I, have, I think this was 96. I have no idea. I knew I nothing. I think the Rock is 96, but we'll, we'll. So it's Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Nick Cage. Um, this is a great cast. Oh my god! I wish I, you had told me this earlier. I would have been more enthusiastic. Sean Connery. What? Oh yeah, Sean Connery. No, Sam, you had told me Sean San Connery Francisco, they and Nick Cage. I would have been is, like, yeah, let's do this. This is like Bad Boys, but it's Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery because it's like it's like white bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's Michael Bay, so you got all that shake. It's Michael Bay as well. Shake shake cam, you know, and like. Dun, 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 you know, and like stuff exploding Slowly. and like people running and like, oh god. So it's really going to be nothing like Moon. We're taking a hard left turn. It's a straight up action packed, ridiculous film. Is this our first action movie we've done? Yeah, which oh, I'm very dang. excited. I'm not. I'm nervous about taking notes. For an action <laughs> yeah, movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then there do? was an explosion. And then they, they dove from the explosion. <laughs> yeah, there, yep. yep, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, so guys, if uh, if you've seen The Rock, you have really strong thoughts about it, or maybe you want to talk about how you feel about our views on Moon, you can email us at tellmeyouveseenthis at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias. Yep, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, tell me you've seen this, no apostrophe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, rate, subscribe, we would absolutely love that. We're on a... We're on iTunes. We're on Pandora now. We're Apple on, Podcasts. On, yeah. All Stitcher. of the podcasting casts. <laughs> Where, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. We're going to go to the bar now because yeah. we had a really rough day. And it's boiling hot in here. I <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Good gosh. Finally seen the movie. It's about time. Great Scott. Now that she's seen the movie, no need to rewind. Good Lord, she's finally seen the movie crack open some wise. She's finally seen the movie.